That's right. Welcome in another edition of the Treasure Valley Prepcast on IdahoSports.com, where we break down District 3 athletics and activities week in, week out in the great state of Idaho. My name is Brandon Bainey. We are coming to you live on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel, Facebook page, and Twitter account. You can also listen to this podcast at IdahoSports.com or wherever you download and subscribe to podcasts. Let's bring in our Treasure Valley expert, busy guy uh, lately, Logan Green. What's up, LG? Hey, Brandon. Uh, yeah, busy is the is the understatement of the year, I feel like, for my past week. <laughs> it's uh, I had a day from you know where the other day. Um, the car just like died in the road and uh, just, you know, just just everything. And then it's like, oh, and I got to go broadcast a game. So uh, so it, it's been a fun it's been a fun few days here in the green household. Yeah, and you've been on the call for some really exciting basketball games as of late. Logan, the action in the 2A Western Idaho Conference, both boys and girls, has been so fantastic. I had to pull out my Coal Valley yeah. Christian basketball sweatshirt. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is what, it, like you said, what an exciting conference, both on the boys and girls side of it. It's, I don't know, is there a a closer league right now anywhere in the state on boys and girls side. And I mean, we saw it last night. There was two broadcasts right here in Idaho sports. I know we usually uh, start with the girls side, but just real quick on the boys, we did two, we, we did two of the two games that involved four of the top five teams in the state, right? New Plymouth and Cole Valley, Ambrose and Melba. Um, those four were separated by a total of five points last night. I mean, that just shows you, it, there's no off night with these and, uh, and, and, and there's some more conversations to be had about those four uh, as we go along here. Yeah. We get the question a lot. Like, Hey, how come you guys spend so much time in the two AWIC? Well, cause they welcome us with open arms and they love it. When we come to broadcast, we can't go, we can't go broadcast a lot of places, but two AWIC, they love having us there. And we love, uh, it's nice that the basketball is great this year, but, uh, the people are even better. So, <clears throat> Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, everywhere I've been this year, um, Middleton, Parma, wherever Ambrose, usually when we go there, Cole Valley and everybody's just, I know you were talking to just two a, but to everybody that we go to in the treasure Valley is awesome. And we wish we could go more places. We really do. Um, but thanks for welcoming us into those places we've been able to get to this year. For sure. And so we will dive deeper into the WIC for boys and girls basketball here in just a moment. Logan, to start the show off today, though, we have to start with a story uh, that happened outside of the athletic arena. I don't always like uh, starting there, but it's important enough that we have to talk about it. Um, at the Skyview Duels wrestling competition this past weekend, an assistant coach for Rocky Mountain High School, um, entered the field of play as it were. Um, and so basically we talked about this on the Idaho Matt chat prep cast on Tuesday night. We didn't really go into a ton of specifics because we wanted to let the process play out with the um, board of control and district three and uh, the appeals process and, and everything like that. So we kind of kept things generic, but now the district three board of control has ruled on this situation. So we can dive into it a, a little more detailed here logan yeah. but essentially um a, an assistant coach for rocky mountain uh russell brunson his he's a coach and like so many coaches and across all sorts of sports um he has a son 
that competes on the team, right? So he's a parent first, coach second. Um, his son was competing against a wrestler from Nissa. And this video has been making the rounds on social media. And you, you can kind of see when you watch the video, um, it looks like the, the, the kid from Rocky mountain, you know, might be in some, some sort of a chokehold. It's hard to tell from, this is what coach Brunson is saying. And he was right there watching on the video. It's zoomed out. It's hard to tell, but coach Brunson is saying his son was wrestling, but Nissa kid had him in an illegal chokehold. The referee wasn't doing anything to stop it. He was trying to get the referee's attention. And then finally that, that rush of panic that happens when you're a parent and you see your child, you know, in danger, you know, Papa bear mode kicked in. He went yeah. onto, onto the mat, separated the two. And then it did look like he hit the Nissa kid, you know, once or twice, just looking at the video. And so it's unfortunate because everybody that I've talked to says that coach Brunson is a stand-up guy. He's been, he's dedicated his life to the sport of wrestling. He's been a coach for, you know, almost 20 years or 20 plus years. Um, but unfortunately, and, and that can be true, right? That can be true that coach Brunson yeah. is a great guy and is a good coach, but it can also be true that in a brief moment, it only took two to three seconds. He crossed that line. And because of that, there are consequences to your actions. And so the district three board of ruled that he uh, will not be allowed to coach any sport in Idaho for the rest of his life. This is Brandon. This is tough because, and this is one, gosh, this is one reason I, uh, I know we're in quote media, but sometimes the media can be frustrating, right? Because, you know, attention grabbers, I've seen a couple different headlines, places where coach hits student, like, okay, <laughs> you know, wait, wait, a, wait a blast it like that. You know, it's a little, and, and so, you know, emo emotionally you get people that are, you know, already, well, no, you don't hit. And, and I, this is such a tough situation, Brandy, because, do you hit people? No. End of story. Right. But like as a dad myself, if if somebody is is hurting my kid in an, in a panic moment, like what I don't know what I you know, it, it's so tough. Um, it, it, It's just a tough situation, especially if you feel that your child is being hurt. Um, I know it's easy for keyboard warriors to have their opinion on it. And and, you know, it, it seems like the board probably made the best decision based on what happened. But you, you know, we're all human, right? And and how would you react? I don't think anybody can say that if they were panicked that their kid was in danger. Um, that being said, we don't we don't like I tell my kids we don't hit each other. Um, you know, I and, and this is one thing I tell my kids too is that they they fight. I've got three boys. Uh, they all fight with each other all the time. It's just like DNA, right? And, and they, you know, if, if they hurt one, they get in trouble. And I say, look, um, I'm upset with you because you hurt my son. I know that you are my son, but my son, the other son here is hurt. And you did that. I don't want people to hurt my kid. So, you know, I can see that side of it with him that someone's hurting my kid and I need to stop it. Um, but I, I, you know, I, we were talking off air. I don't know if, I don't, I don't, I don't know if you can ever enter the field of play in that situation and, and get away with it and it be okay. Even if you viewed it as not okay, even though we're human and, and, and I'm sure he feels as sick as anybody could feel sick about them, 
about it right now. Like nobody is probably feeling worse than him. Um, but just, just a completely unfortunate situation. Yeah, I think. And of course, here we are Thursday morning quarterbacking the situation. Yeah. Yeah. I, the move, the move is to go to the referee, not the, but, but again, in, in, Coach Brunson's mind, he thought his son was in danger of passing out. And so he sprung into action. I totally understand. You mentioned the media. There's definitely a way to cover this. Uh, the Idaho Statesman did a great job covering this they story. Did. They presented the Board of Control side. They presented Coach Brunson's side. And they just put the facts out there. They didn't make any did. judgments. On the other side, the newspaper that covers Nissa the Argus Observer. I'm going to put them on blast. I don't know if you read their recounting of the events. No, no, it's bad. Here's the headline: Nissa school district officials spring into action after athlete assaulted. <laughs> I mean, the yeah, headline right there tells it all. It's it's headlines, you know, and that might be true, right? That might be true, but people we're we are emotional creatures right we you know there's a lot of people that don't read anything other than a headline and then they they spew about it like they know all the facts right um and, and so there's people that are going to read that and and take that and like you said the, the the statesman just does a great job in general um overall and that was just it, what they did was great on it yeah and then you know continuing to go in, into the nissa article here on the Argus Observer. Um there there is a possibility that a lawsuit could be filed, right? Criminal charges could be pending still in this situation as well. Um the Argus Observer then goes into two paragraphs about what Brunson does professionally because he's a volunteer coach. He's got a day job and they talk about his Instagram account and he's got 1.3 million followers. He's an entrepreneur. People pay him $25,000 per year to get coached. And they're, they're, this is where this newspaper is setting up this, the, the narrative that, oh, he's well-funded and, you know, let's go after him and get his money yeah. in a lawsuit. That, like, they're not even trying to hide it. And it's just, that is yeah. poor media, unfortunately. Yeah, I don't, I like, I always struggle in this position because I don't want to say anything bad about anybody. Like, that's not what I want to do. Cause I don't want anybody to say anything bad about me. Like I make mistakes and, and I, I you know, I don't, I don't want to, I don't know. I don't get the appeal of, of just, of just digging people into holes. Why don't we bring people up out of them? Right. Positive stuff that comes, obviously um, when, when I took my media class in college, it was news is things that aren't normal, right. That are out that are abnormal in a normal world. And so obviously that is news because that's not a normal situation. But how we approach it can always, um, again, two sides of a coin, I guess, right? <laughs> yeah, I just, Ar the Argus Observer, yeah. terrible job, bad job. I'd, I'll call it out. I mean, and if they want to dispute that, I mean, they can't. But here's uh, Paul Kingsbury in the chat. The most embarrassing moment of my life is when I ran out onto the field during a flag football game when my son was slammed down to the ground after just coming back from a concussion. I was screaming at the poor high school aged referee in front of a few hundred people watching on the sideline before I realized what was going on. So I get how it happened, but unfortunately there are consequences. I feel bad for both sides. Yeah. And, and that's, yeah, like we said, there can be two truths. It can be true that coach Brunson 
is an upstanding coach and a great guy, but it can also be true that in a moment of weakness, he crossed that line and there have to be consequences for his actions. And so it's a, it's a, it's a situation where nobody really wins and it's, it's unfortunate, but it is what it is. And I'm glad that the process has played out now and everybody on social media that's judging and throwing stones, like slow your roll a little bit, right? Let he who was without sin cast the first stone as it says in the Bible. I mean, come on. Keyboard warriors. That's, that's, that's who rules the world right now, Brandon. Yeah. It's, it's like, I'm on the, I'm, I'm, this has nothing to do with it. I'm on the, the board of directors for the, the library in Middleton. Um, and it just surprises me how many people will sit and just say all this garbage everywhere about everybody, but then don't actually do anything. You know, you know what I mean? Like don't volunteer to help kids. Don't coach, you know, to, you know, like it's so easy to say whatever you want behind a keyboard. Um, it, it's just so easy. Yeah, it's an uh, unfortunate situation, but uh, it looks like for the moment it has been resolved. There might be other you yeah. know, elements of this story, and we'll update you on that as it happens. But all right, let's get to what happened on the basketball court this past week, Logan. It was a busy week of action. Uh, let's start on the girls basketball side of things uh, where we can talk about uh, the 2AWIC, of course, and, and what's going on in the 3A Snake River Valley Conference. But let's start quickly with a 5A check-in of the Southern Idaho Conference. The The story hasn't changed since last week. Boise is still running away with this thing. Middleton is firmly locked in at number two. Let's start with Boise. The big news that came for the Brave this week is that Avery Howell was selected for the McDonald's All-American wow. High School game. Just the second player in Idaho history to be selected. The other one, I mean, it's pretty good company. Destiny Slocum from Mountain View, she ended up being drafted into the WNBA. Right. You know those old memes that were like, I don't always do this, but when I do, um, <laughs> I, was like, I don't always watch the McDonald's All-American game, but when I do, it's because an Idaho player is in it. So be checking that out with Avery Howell in it. I, she is just, just a fun player to watch in general. If you haven't seen her play, you're going to have some opportunities here with the district tournaments and then the state tournament coming up. They got to punch their ticket, but I, I would, I would safely bet that they will be there. And uh, the 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 best stars shine brightest on the big stage, and so it should be fun to watch uh, what she's able to do over the next few weeks. I will say she, of course, committed to USC, which mm -hmm. breaks my heart as a UCLA fan. <laughs> but, um, sneakily, I don't know if you've been following women's college hoops at all this year, Logan. But unlike men's basketball, where the Pac-12 is abysmal. In women's hoops, the Pac-12 is like the best conference. I mean, the top 25 this week, UCLA is number two. Colorado is number three. Stanford is number six. USC is number 11. Utah is number 16. And Oregon State is number 25. That is seven schools in the top 25 and five in the top 15. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty impressive. I know Colorado um right they're 16 and 2 they they have a they have a loss on their record they took a butt whooping to number 7 i don't know if you who's number 7 i I'm, i don't know i just i just know that that's who they lost to i, I don't know and but that's logan's nc state Wolfpack. oh oh man i didn't realize that yeah okay okay anyways i'm just yeah. kidding yeah no the pac 12 very good and uh i mean we have a lot of idaho athletes that are going to be well, the, the Pac-12 won't exist next year, but uh, you know we're gonna we're gonna have some playing in the, the Big Ten. We've got some in the Big Twelve. Um, 
going to be very well represented in the, the major power conferences next year with a few more players coming up. Yep. Really exciting. So congratulations to Avery Howell um, and Gary Jones in the chat. Yes. USC gets a top recruit from Idaho fight on. Yeah, of course, Gary, big USC fan. Of course. <laughs> Thanks Gary. Um, yeah. So very exciting development for Avery Howell. And by the way, Boise really good. Still just the one loss on the season. They're the number one team coming into the districts next week. Logan will be breaking out the district tournament brackets and, and breaking down all of the action in girls districts. Um, Quickly, let's stop down at Middleton. Uh, they have pretty much wrapped up the number two seed as well. Uh, we featured their win over CUNA earlier this week on IdahoSports.com. And boy, they just appear to be peaking at the right time. They do because they lost to CUNA earlier in the year. And then they, they uh, it's really funny. If you haven't been to our social media pages, they made a really cool reel and took some of our audio. It's awesome. Um, it's really cool when people, how do they make those so fast and so good is always what I want to know. Um, cause I'm over here, like trying to cut things up and, and, and it is an awesome video. Go look at it. They made it. it it's terrific. Um, but, uh, you know, one thing I, Ryan Luke was saying on the broadcast, he's like, uh, they came in here like they own the place and, and they're acting like it too. They're playing like it. And that, that, that's, that's exactly what I feel like I've seen from them over the last couple of weeks is they're really young. And like you said, they're, they're peaking right now. And they recovered from a big loss earlier to CUNA. And it would be interesting when we get in districts to see if they can get to the championship game and maybe make up for that loss against Boise. That loss came very early in the year. So that'll be something to keep our eye on. They took care of business of everybody that's below them. Right now, Eagle is third behind them, and they beat Eagle by 20 points. So um, the Vikings are on a roll right now. Yep. All right. And that concludes the easy portion of what we're going to break down and analyze. Let's get into the difficult stuff here at girls hoops. Three, a snake river Valley conference, the current standing slogan. No, you can't get into this with, there is no solution here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is for a mathematician like yourself solving for X here. might be tricky. Fruitland is seven and two. Parma is six and two. McCall Donnelly is five and two. Weezer is five and three. They have all just beaten up on each other. Fruitland has split with Parma this year. They have split mm -hmm. with McCall Donnelly. They get Weezer in the regular season finale Friday night. You look at Parma. They've split with Fruitland. They've split with Weezer. They get McCall Donnelly on Saturday. I mean, it's hard making heads or tails of this. Fruitland had a huge win earlier this week. Yeah. Uh, over McCall Donnelly, 49 to 41, after they had lost by just two points to start the new year. And that was on the road in McCall. They went to McCall yeah. and got that win. Yeah, it's huge. And they are seem to be peaking at the right time. Again, we just talked about it with Middleton. Is, is that where Fruitland's at right now, right? You recover from some early season losses and you turn them into wins on the on the backside. And right now they're sitting atop with seven wins in the conference. And then these four, this is something that's going to happen when we talk about the 2A WIC on the boys' side, but somebody's not dancing in February from this group. Um, somebody's staying home, and that's the way it works, right? Two and a half bids come out, so two are in, and then somebody's got to go to a play-in, and it, it's such a, a mess in there, but somebody's going to get left out. But Weezer did themselves a huge favor. The other night, I was there for the game. We broadcasted it right here on Idaho Sports. Um, they went to Parma and got a win in overtime, hit a late three-pointer uh, from the corner, a huge shot, 
um, I think it was Reinierson who hit the three in the corner to tie it up. Um, Parma was not able to convert on the final possession. They go into overtime and win that in overtime. And now that keeps them in the race and it brings Parma down a game. So now they're within striking distance. And so correct me if I'm wrong, Brandon, but I believe the way the bracket, at least in the past has set up is if you're the top two, you get a buy those bottom four all play each other in that first round. You want the buy because if you get a buy, you, you just, you need to win one game, right? And you're in the finals. Um, and, and that's, that's what you want. Um, so there's a lot to play for down the stretch because it's, it's the difference between a buy against a team that, you know, a good team or taking the night off. So just an extremely fun conference to keep an eye on right now. Yep. And along with that, you get the home game too for the semifinals. The the high seed hosts everything here. There's no neutral sites. And so does that matter nowadays, Brandon? <laughs> Weezer wins at Parma. Fruitland wins at McCall Donnelly. Maybe it's better to be on the road. I'm j- I'm just kidding. It's just a. Uh, I'm just I'm being annoying, but yeah, yeah, it's uh, you want to be at home, but man, the road teams have come away strong too. Two and a half bids to state available from district three this year, four really good teams. Uh, one, possibly two will be stuck at home. The three big games to keep an eye on here over the next week. We've got on Friday, Fruitland at Weezer. Then we have on Saturday, we have Weezer at McCall Donnelly. Or excuse me, Parma at McCall Donnelly. And then on Tuesday, McCall Donnelly at Weezer. Those are the three games that are going to decide this this conference race yeah. here down the stretch. So good yeah, luck to everybody a lot involved. Lots to play for. And and we had this conversation, the 3A girls basketball tournament could be wide open. There's been some unfortunate injuries um, for some of the, the better teams in Eastern Idaho. The number one team, uh, Teton, lost this week. So is there maybe the window maybe a little more cracked open uh, for one of these uh, SRV teams to make some noise uh, in a couple of weeks? I'm secretly hoping it's Parma that gets in because the band director talked to us after the game and said if they make it to state, one of their guitarists in their band, they've got like this electrical band, like they've got electrical instruments, which is kind of cool. Um, but he's going to do like a, a free a solo during the middle of the game. Uh, and so I'm, I'm secretly hoping it's Parma so that I can see that kid uh, rock it out at the game. That's cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yes, you talked about 3A basketball statewide for the girls. Snake River, defending champs. Um, Riley Edlifts in their point guard dealing with an injury. Doesn't look like, you know, she's going to be available. Uh, Timberlake, the team that got to the championship last year, just beat Bonner's Ferry by only seven points or five points, 66-61. Now, they did win the rematch 51-37, but Timberlake is a team that's missing its best player, Malia Miller. She's been out the entire season with an injury. She might be back for the postseason. We'll see. But they're a team that's dealing with injuries. Teton was undefeated until last week when they lost to last place Sugar Salem. Uh, So, yeah, this 3A basketball thing is wide open. And then in District 4, Logan, Kimberly beat Filer last week. It was Filer's first loss to a league opponent <clears throat> since 2019. Filer had gone on a four-year run of dominance over 50 games, uh, a 50-game winning streak against other teams in the league, and Kimberly finally beat Filer last week. So who knows? And and one thing to keep a note of, Brandon, late in the season, we talked about a lot of injuries. 
Weezer was deep. They they had a lot of players that played. Some only played for three or four minutes, but they played in a game that went to overtime. They can they can put players in. Um, just just going off this one game, Parma did not have a very deep bench. Everybody played, but there was only three subs. You get into foul trouble. Um, that could you know that that's just something to keep an eye on. Um, the deeper teams usually have more success. So we'll see We'll see if that sets up Weezer well to come from behind. They were kind of the ones lurking at the bottom, trying to claw their way back up. They've got some of the recipe ingredients there to do that. Yep. Uh, 2A WIC, Logan. Uh, quickly, let's stop down and talk about Melba and Cole Valley Christian. Last Friday on IdahoSports.com, we watched the Mustangs win at home 60-46, to 46 avenging a loss earlier in the season by a, just three, 55-52. So Cole Valley and Melba split in the regular season. They will be the two favorites at districts. They both will get to state. The question is, will we get to see them match up again? We've seen them so often match up at state these last couple of years. Will we get that matchup again? Yeah, and I know that some of the seating has been kind of wonky in the past too, especially with these two that – uh, there's been some stress. So that, that'll be another storyline to keep an eye on. Where do they end up at state? If they both go, uh, there could be an upset in the district tournament. Um, but we like both of those teams probably to come out of it. But where do they end up? And gosh, they I'm, I'm sure they are pl- praying it's not against each other <laughs> in the first round that, uh, that, that they'll be on opposite sides of the bracket. It would be super fun to see them both uh, playing at the Idaho Center on Saturday. Yeah, they do take into account district tournament results now in the max preps rankings to seed the teams at state right now. And again, this is not a clear indication, but Cole Valley Christian is fourth in the max preps rankings. Melba is sixth. So that would put them on opposite sides of the bracket. I have to disagree with the max preps rankings a little bit. here. That is a tro- that's atrocious, I Brandon. I, I know. I, have you seen Cole Valley's re- who they've played? Yes. Like. Parma, McCall, they got wins over the three top teams in the league above them. Yes. They, they lost to Grangeville. Okay. They beat Lapway, who is a dominant powerhouse. Um, they Centennial, Mountain View, Rocky Mountain, Eagle. I'm sorry. Get that out of here. That is garbage. <laughs> that is, that's garbage. That's not fair. That, that's no. Uh, the teams ranked ahead of them, Bear, Bear, Bear Lake and Malad in particular. Bear Lake's 15 and three, Malad is 16 and four, but they have played a softer schedule than yeah. Melba tell tell me who Malad's played, okay? Tell me where's where's the fighting Lance Taylors um, from Malad? <laughs> like, uh, who have the Dragons played that's anywhere close to what Cole Valley's played? That's, that's I know. a joke. And, and a joke. this is what is so frustrating. Grangeville is the number one team. And they should be. They're 14 and yeah. two. They scheduled aggressively. They beat Melba and Cole Valley Christian to start the year. Done. Done. Right? That makes sense. You're a good team. You played a hard schedule. You're one. But then Cole Valley and Melba get penalized for playing a good schedule. It's just, there's no rhyme or reason to this process at all. So, no, anyways, like they, 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 neither one of like <laughs> they haven't lost to another 2A school except each other and Grangeville. Right, like I'm looking at Cole Valley, right? They've they lost to Grangeville, who's the number one one, right? And then they lost to Melba. Okay, those are their two A losses. The rest of their losses: five A Eagle, five A Rocky Mountain. They beat five A 
Mountain View, who I know it's a down year for Mountain View, right? They lost to 5A Centennial and to 3A Parma. Uh, yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That's that seems that that's not right. But and what do I know? And meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, for Malad, uh, you know, not to nitpick here, but they have lost to North Fremont by two, Bear Lake by three, Bear Lake by eight, and then Soda Springs by five. Their best wins are against Ambrose, I guess, Declo, some Wyoming schools, but I mean, nothing. I, I don't know. know. It doesn't make sense, but I know East Idaho loves to play the victim with uh, everything. But right now, um, <laughs> right now, I think the victim's right here in the WIC. So yes, and we'll talk about that in boys hoops, uh, especially. Okay, last thing to check yeah. in on and girls hoops. One A D two long pin conference. This is shaping up to be a nice three team race here between Council and Tri Valley and Salmon River. Still hanging on the periphery as well. Council six and one in league play. Tri Valley's five and one. Salmon River is four and two. Tri Valley's only loss came to Council by two earlier this year. Council's only loss came to Salmon River. So everybody's kind of beating each other. Down the stretch here, the big game. I mean, I mean, Tri Valley, this is the most important stretch of their season, Logan, as they will host both Salmon River and Council here over the next couple of days. First up is salmon river tonight thursday night is we're recording this and then one night after friday night council comes to town so salmon river and council at home back-to-back nights in cambridge this could decide the league race right here yeah and and you know tri-valley was a team that a lot of people liked coming into it right and and you know they they get that rematch tomorrow against council um council beat them by two uh, and I think a lot of people like Tri Valley. I mean, Tri Valley just won the championship three ish years ago. Three, I can't remember. 2021 was that when they won it? Yeah. And then Council won it last year, but um, Michaela Hart, right, moved from Council to Tri Valley. So I think a lot of people naturally said, oh, well, they got a great player from Council. Let's, let's give them the. Let's give them the nod, but then they got the two point victory. So it's going to come down to a great game um, tomorrow night um, that we'll see who who maybe gets the edge in this and, and potentially I'm guessing the winner probably ends up with the number one seed in this, in the district tournament. Yes. And so part of the deal too, is, you know, you get Michaela Hart who transfers over you get the younger Hart as well. Porter Hart, a sophomore. And then, you know, Stella Warren has been a fantastic player uh, for Tri-Valley this year as well, the junior. And so for council, they've had some injuries in and out of the lineup. They've kind of steadied things, and it'll be a really fun, uh, you know, down the stretch here for the 1AD2 uh, long pin conference in girls' hoops. All right. Uh, we will uh, take a look at what's going on in boys' basketball right after a word from our sponsors. Yes, the Treasure Valley Prepcast is presented by No Vape Idaho. We'll be back right after this. It's not like I'm doing drugs. Nicotine can negatively impact the developing brain and make it more susceptible to other addictive substances. Students that vape are three times more likely to start smoking weed. And kids who share vapes can unknowingly inhale other drugs like THC, meth, or fentanyl, causing permanent lung damage, overdose, and even death. Be smart. Don't start. Hmm. 
This is the Treasure Valley Prepcast presented by No Vape Idaho. Be smart, don't start. Logan, did you know uh, we think of uh, using vape pens recreationally? Oh, I'm so stressed. I'm on the edge. It's going to calm me down. It's going to calm my nerves. It's going to relax me. It actually has the opposite effect. It makes you more anxious, more stressed. It does more damage. Yeah, and and you know that that's what Dr. Pepper does for me, right? When I, instead of uh, hit a vape, try DP. It does it does wonders. But um, <laughs> that's not a advertisement. But you know, Brandon, it's really funny that you bring that specific point up because um, an article came into my inbox. I get like a daily news article, and it was talking specifically about a guy that was 24 years old that lungs failed, never had smoked a cigarette in his life, uh, but he vaped for a long time. Um, since he was a, a young 11, 12 years old. And he said that he was like, I'd get stressed out. And, and uh, you know, I would do that. And I don't really know if I felt my calm and I just kept doing it. And all of a sudden my lungs gave out and the article was going in depth about how there really is no, like people say it's safer, but in reality, that's not the case. And they were just saying, there's a lot of unknowns. I, you know, it's a news article. It wasn't going to, it wasn't a scientific peer reviewed, um, Johns Hopkins medical report, you know, it's, it's just the news. So it didn't go into too much depth, but just, you know, briefly hit on the negative effects of it and how it, there's a lot more to it that we don't know about that is negatively affecting people. So like it says, be smart, don't start. And if you want more tips and info and statistics about vaping, uh, you can go to your favorite web browser, type in no vape Idaho. That's no with a K K N O W no vape Idaho. And you'll find the site from there there's Um, also tons of banners on our website too so it's really easy if you're on idaho sports looking at a schedule just click the link and just 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 browse the information even if you're not into vaping or thinking about it it might help you or someone you know yes you can uh, never have too much information out there about it uh vaping just makes no sense and chris in the chat says max preps makes no sense yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. I yeah i know we we did a big long special about max preps and um all of the problems that have uh, cropped up because of it uh you can go back and watch that right here on the idahosports.com youtube channel facebook page or twitter account it was our max preps deep dive we did that uh, about a month ago so yeah. And, and we're not like this. It's not a personal jab at anything or any. It, it is a it's a computer that is deciding. And that's that's where everybody's issue is, is with the computer. And like, what what is it like? I, you, you look at that with Cole Valley and you say, what the heck is going on with that? That That's what I want to know. Like, it just doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. It happened in volleyball on the other side where Melba had beaten Cole Valley three times and Cole Valley was seated ahead of Melba. And you're just like, just using logic. That doesn't make sense. But anyways, yeah, we, like, you can, yeah, yeah we, we don't need to keep going. You know, it's, you know, Skyview being the fourth seed at the state volleyball tournament as well. And um, we talked a lot about it. It's not fair to the team that is underseeded. It doesn't help the team that is actually the five seed in the tournament that now has to play a nationally ranked team when they should be playing the fourth team. It's not fair to anybody. So anyways, moving on. Yes. (laughs) Let's go to boys basketball. Logan start the five, a Southern Idaho conference, uh, a six and zero in the league, 12 and three overall. They're still the favorites at the top. My question to you is who's going to take second. Cause we've got Brandon. I don't know (laughs) this league behind Hawaii is, is, is wild. 
because I saw Centennial, or I saw, excuse me, Timberline take care of business against Middleton a couple weeks ago and look, came away thinking Middleton might drop down a little bit. Maybe they're not there. And maybe, maybe this is the time for Timberline. And they come out and then they they lose to Centennial the next night. And then Middleton beats Mountain View, had who we just had talked about having a dramatic victory over Meridian, right? With a tipping at the buzzer. So I mean, even even all the way down, the the league is a mess. Um, it is there are a lot of teams hanging in there. I mean, right? Meridian six and two, Timberlines five and two, Centennials four and two, Mountain View is four and two, and then the teams with three losses, Eagle, Boise, Middleton, and CUNA, there are two-thirds of the league is within one game of each other. So <laughs> it's, who, it's who, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Current current standings, Hawaii 6-0, and Meridian 6-2, and Timberline 5-2, and Centennial and Mountain View each 4-2, and Eagle and Boise each 4-3, and Middleton and CUNA each 3-3, three and three, and even Capital at 2-4 and four is only two games back of second place. Uh, really, Rocky Mountain, Nampa, Bora are the only teams that aren't really factors in this race. I think I will I will say the team that ends up taking second place, I'm going to say is Mountain View. I think Mountain, Mountain View. Uh, they've already passed a lot of the big tests. They've already played Hawaii. They beat Meridian. Good point. Um, they do have, uh, you know, they they did have the loss to Middleton, which, you know, was a tight game, 48-43. But if they can take care of business here down the stretch, they play Timberline on Friday night. That'll be a huge game at Timberline. They will play yeah. Centennial the following Friday at Centennial. So if Mountain View can go on the road and take care of a couple of games, I like the map. I like the winner of that game Friday, Mountain View and Timberline. Um, I think if Timberline wins it, that puts them in the driver's seat. They do have to play Hawaii, but they get Hawaii on Saturday at home. So they get them at home. And if an upset's going to happen, it's going to come from a disciplined team that knows how to move the ball. And that, I like Timberline in that regard. I'm not saying they're going to win. I'm just saying that they have the recipe to cause an upset at home. Um, and then the favorable schedule down the stretch. Um, They've got Rocky Mountain and Bora still left on the schedule. Boise, also a, a good team, but you know you could be playing um, more of those two lost teams. So I like Timberline's options if they're able to beat Mountain View um, tomorrow night. That'll help because uh, the very next night Timberline hosts Hawaii. You know, and you figure yeah. you figure that'll be a loss probably. So they would they would need to beat Mountain View to be tied in the loss column, and so. You know, I also like Meridian if one of these teams should stumble because Meridian basically has only lost to Hawaii and Mountain View. So, um, yeah, you know, I think it is going to be very interesting. I think for boys basketball this year, the SIC gets six teams to state. I think you can pretty much book bookmark that. I don't see a second team from North Idaho or East Idaho, if we're being honest, that that'll challenge uh, the SIC here. So. I mean, you look at the non-conference schedule, like Timberline and Middleton specifically, they played a lot of the same teams, and they all beat they beat Thunder Ridge, Highland, and Rigby, both of them. Um, so they, they took out everybody else besides um, besides Madison, who is the top dog over there. And, and those are your, quote, middle-of-the-road SIC teams, right, and, and that, that, have, that have already taken care of business over there. So like you said, I, I agree there, and um, – 
like could be a, a very heavy SIC um, crowd here at the state tournament in a couple weeks. I mean, that means at least two of the the four first round matchups are going to be, you know, SIC teams going head to head. That'll be a lot of fun for sure. Four uh, A SIC Logan Bishop Kelly is on an all time heater here. They are ten and four overall, six and zero in the league. They just beat in the last week the two teams that were quote unquote the biggest challengers to them, Ridgeview and Skyview. They beat Ridgeview sixty nine to fifty seven. Luke Caldwell had eighteen points. Will Green finished with eleven, and then they demolished Skyview this week eighty seven to thirty one. Caldwell with twenty six points. Will Green had eleven. Owen Kane had twelve. Holy mackerel! No. <laughs> Bishop Kelly is they, red hot. They, they that's not their first fifty point victory either in conference this year. I mean, they beat Emmett by, I get, they beat them by by 58. Like they, they, they smashed them. And, and it's really funny. So I saw a Bishop Kelly at the, um, capital classic. Now this, you know, looking back, this is a team that, um, your football team won the state championship. It is common to see that, especially at smaller schools where a team that wins a state championship, is slow to start the basketball season, right? Because you just, at least at the smaller schools, most everybody on your basketball team plays football too. That's not the case at BK. There are there is some crossover, some, um, but you know you're just not there yet. And and they play, you know, they lost to Post Falls, they lost to Lewiston, they lost to Centennial. They started off the year a little bit groggy um and then it's like they, they lost a mountain view and then they woke up it seems after that in mid-december and they have not lost since then and that includes a win over eagle they beat eagle uh by almost 20 points uh one of those teams that's sitting at the top of the 5a sic right um th- this is a team i mean their losses come to 5a schools right mountain view centennial lewiston Post Falls, all 5A schools who they, they've fallen to. This is a team that's getting hot at the right time. And we talked about it with football, right? We didn't know if the SAC was strong enough to carry Bishop Kelly. Um, and, and man, Brandon, you became some bulletin board material uh, for Bishop <laughs> Kelly. Uh, they called you out left and right. I'm not getting on their bad side. Uh, but the, I really thought Ridgeview, from I'd seen Ridgeview play this year too. I thought I thought they were going to be the ones to come out at least on top. I still think they come out and get to state for the first time. They got so many giants down low, like Tucker Tiddens, uh, Bowles down there as well. But Bishop Kelly was able to um, squash that and win. And right now it's it's all in the Knights' favor. Yeah. Now Tiddens did go for twenty one points in that loss to Bishop Kelly, and it was you know, somewhat close, you know, single digits. The rematch comes at the very end of the regular season on Valentine's day. I believe February 14th at BK. Um, I I agree. Go to the game. I I agree. It's BK. It's Ridgeview. I will double down on my stance from football and I I will say Bishop Kelly is good, but that league is so it's not as strong as the other leagues. And so strong, I just don't know. And here's the, I mean, here's the big reason for basketball. Uh, we've got Pocatello baseball coach Vinny Benavidez in the chat here. Uh, Pokey and Hillcrest are as good as anyone. Five A through one A, just say. And that's the thing. I just don't. That's the thing. I don't see BK matching up well with a Hillcrest or a Pocatello or a Preston, even if Preston is the team that gets. Yeah, there. and that's and that is not the knock on BK. That is 
those teams over there are unbelievable. Like that Hillcrest team, Preston, Pocatello. Like, there's a reason that the state championship has been the same game two years in a row, right? It's been Preston and it's been high our um, Hillcrest, excuse me, uh, our Pocatello and Hillcrest back to back years. Preston's won it like five of the previous six years before that all got going. Um, Hillcrest is, uh, gosh, man, it's just they're just so good. And so is Pocatello, and so is Preston. I don't think it's different than football, where there was, you know, maybe not a clear cut number one, right? That there there was some wiggle room there. I don't I don't think there's any wiggle room with who the best teams in 4A are right now. Yeah, and uh, Hillcrest did beat Preston last night only by nine. So again, you know, Hillcrest, Preston, Pokey, just, all three really good. Just, Hillcrest is so good. I mean, it's just like when you got a player like Isaac Davis who can just do whatever he wants when he's down there. It just it's it's hard, and that's where maybe a team like Ridgeview could match up well because they've got big bodies down low that maybe could could push back. I will say, I told you this, Brandon. My son. He helped me uh, film. His name's Owen. He helped me film some um, BK games at the um, Capital Classic, and he loves BK because they had a, they had Owen Kane, so his first name, and then Will Green, his last name. So he's like, "Hey, look, those two guys are me." So he he always, "How's Owen doing? How you know? How's Green doing?" So it's kind of funny. He's got he's got some heroes out there. Yeah, it's cool. So yes, uh, Bishop Kelly will get the state, and then you know from there we'll see. I just don't know that their league schedule uh, will prepare them adequately enough for what they're going to see with Hillcrest and Pocatello and Preston at state. Okay, so we always like to use Pocatello and Preston as the example of it. We should expand state tournaments, right? Between yeah. Pokey and Preston, a really good team is going to be stuck at home. Well, we are seeing it in spades in the Treasure yeah. Valley in the two A Western Idaho Conference, where Coal Valley Christian is nine and zero, Ambrose is eight and two, Melba is six and four, New Plymouth and Napa Christian are both five and four. So you're talking about three uh, or five teams that are within two games of each other for second place. Uh, four of the five continue to be ranked in both the media poll and the coaches poll. I, I do think we're getting some separation here, though. I do think it's Coal Valley Christian and Ambrose are kind of in a tier. And then I do yeah. think there's a, a, a little bit of a drop with Melba and New Plymouth and Napa Christian. But here's the thing. Last night, Melba and Ambrose. Ambrose wins that game by one point. <laughs> right. Uh, Coal Valley Christian only beats um, New Plymouth by four. Right. Th those are two close games. And, and like we said, like the... The, the district five four a loves to champion that uh, somebody got, somebody got left out, but somebody is going to get left out of the tournament that is in the top five here. Right. And they, they like to say, well, there's, there's, you know, we got two teams in the top five. Somebody's get left out. Somebody's getting left out here. Um, and somebody's going to have to go to a play in game to get in um, from the league. At one point, all five of the top five in two a were from the WIC just straight down the list. Um, <laughs> You, you just circled, you know, you know how like some ballots you can do just straight party ticket. Um, that's what the two way um, poll looks like. It's give me just two a WIC straight ticket. Um, these are good teams. All right. And, and somebody could, I really think that somebody in this group could win a state championship. That's going to be left out. Like they, they could, again, it's, I'm not saying they would be the favorite and they would win it every time, but New Plymouth, right? They're sitting at five and four in conference. They're only four losses come in conference, and they were 
a couple baskets away from winning that game against Coal Valley Christian last night. Like, you know, they there's no reason that they couldn't get hot and make a couple extra shots and make their way to a state championship game, but could be left at home because of the way the representation works. Yeah, they have lost. New Plymouth has lost to Coal Valley by nine, and then they lost last night by four on IdahoSports.com. They beat Napa Christian by six in overtime on Monday night. This league is tough. Here's, are you ready for the hot take, Logan? Three teams, three teams that'll get to state from the WIC. I've got Ambrose because they're just battle tested and they've dug deep and they've found a way to win those close games. Ken Sugarman is a veteran coach. He's done this before. He's taken Ambrose to heights. I think Melba gets a spot to state. You just look at the athletes that they have and they are figuring it out and they are another team that's got pedigree and history and a good veteran mm-hmm. coach in Spencer Trappett. The third team that gets in new Plymouth. Jeff Lavender is one Ooh. of the best coaches in the WIC. He always finds a way to take C plus players and turn them into B minus players. He gets every ounce out of those kids. And I think they find a way to get to state, which means I've got Cole Valley the number the one undefeated Cole yes. Valley team is left out. The you hear that? Connor Jackson hits a t- personal jab at you. The team whose sweatshirt I'm wearing, I've oh. got them out because take I that just... off, Brennan. You don't deserve it. <laughs> you know, you know, okay. Here, but you know, I could, it's so tough. It's so, it, it could, it, like you say that, and on paper, you say, absolutely not. That's a, that is a hot take, but you look at it and you say, why not? Like, all it takes is one good night and you're done or one off night. And, and like you said, with Melba, they've got the, cutter abuse. How many, if you haven't heard out there, guess how many rebounds the guy had? Not 10, not 20, not 30. He had 37 rebounds last night. Who does, who has 37 rebounds in a game? That is unbelievable. Correct. (laughs) Like that that guy's going to clean up every miss down there. You're not going to get, you're not going to get second chance points is against Melba. You're going to have to make your shots because cutter abuse is going to steal all the rebounds. He's not going to give you a chance. And so that's dangerous in a state tournament. That's a team that lost last year. They had the lead against bear Lake in the first half and they got a really sour taste in their mouth after what happened last year. And I'm sure they want to wash that out at the Idaho center this year. And, And so Watch out for them when they've got the athletes there. They they could be a dangerous team. Yeah, I think with Melba and so Cutter Buse, correct me if I'm wrong. He had 37 points and 37 rebounds, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, I think it was a broke a record that had stood for almost 30 years in terms of rebounds there. Just phenomenal. Melba, Melba send that into us. We're working on a record book. I don't know if you heard that or not, but <laughs> <Yeah>. we'll, <laughs> we'll take rebounds that for less in the game. That's got to be up there. That's got to oh, be up there. That's insane. So, and, and Cutter Buse is tall, right? He's six foot eight. Um, and, and what is ironic is that Cash Buse, by him leaving Melba and transferring to Skyview, it has opened a door for his yeah. cousin. Uh, Cutter is his cousin to step in and be the Mustangs quarterback during the football season and now kind of step in and be that alpha guy that they're leaning on on the basketball court. And so I think Cutter says, uh, I wouldn't trade places with cash because Skyview's mm, kind of doing yeah, this. I'm and going, I'm going to up stay. here. I don't, I don't <laughs> yeah. know about you. Yeah. So it's, it's just funny how these things all affect each other, but we do have Gary in the chat. He was on the call for last night's uh, Cole Valley Christian game. He says, what surprised me about Cole Valley was they're not very tall, but they're very athletic and can shoot 
the three. And that's what I worry about is shooting comes and goes. Sometimes you get into a district game and the more that Cole Valley continues to remain undefeated, the tighter the pressure gets. All these other teams have, have tasted defeat and they go, okay, we know how to bounce back from that. But the team that comes in undefeated has the biggest target. Every game gets tighter and tighter and tighter and, and shooting comes and goes. You've got to be yeah. able to rebound and defend And Melba, New Plymouth and Ambrose can do that. And you see this right in the NCAA tournament. If you can shoot the three, you can pull the upset. But at the same time, if you rely on the three and it's not there, you're going down. And so, but Cole Valley is obviously that hasn't happened yet, no. right? That it's so why would it happen? It, we're just saying, we're just, we're not saying it's going to happen. Just if it just takes one bad night, one defensive in your face effort from your opponent, and all of a sudden things change. And so, you know, we hope that they continue it up. They deserve it based on what they've done so far. It, it, it just stinks that somebody is not going to go. It just stinks. Cole Valley won by 15 plus over Nampa Christian. And then they beat Nampa Christian again by nine. They swept the series with New Plymouth. They won by nine. And then they won by four last night. Uh, and they still have one matchup each with Melba and Ambrose uh, at Melba next Wednesday. Home against Ambrose Wednesday, February 7th to wrap up the regular season. They beat Ambrose by three in overtime. They beat Melba pretty convincingly, 74 to 58 the first go round. But that was right after the holiday break on January 5th. So I'm really excited to see that rematch next Wednesday in Melba. Yeah, it's it's uh I feel like if anybody in the Treasure Valley has not been in a funk the last two weeks, and honestly in the state of Idaho, um, let me know what you're doing to to not because it was weird, like it snowed, everybody was out of school. Like the school week was only half the week and the next week everybody was at it was Martin Luther King day. So people were off and then it's no, it was been a, it's been a funky couple of weeks here. So yeah. Um, like you said, right out of the Christmas break, that, that, that's always tough. Um, so it should be fun to see maybe how uh, the script could flip. And this, this is going to be one of the best races uh, down the stretch. It just, it just sucks that somebody's not going to be there. And I have a feeling that IdahoSports.com will be there to document a lot of these impactful games along the way. Of course, you can always click on the Game Streams tab on the homepage at IdahoSports.com to see what we're broadcasting statewide, which leads me to wrap up, Logan, because you have got to hit the road. You're going to Lapway tonight for History in the Making on IdahoSports.com. And this is one, like, I've I've gotten even a couple text messages from people that I know that knew I was going up there um, saying, hey, can you send me the link? Because... If, if you like Idaho high school basketball, you're going to want to tune in tonight. It's it's going to be 7.30 um, Pacific, 8.30 Mountain. Um, Case, why not? Six point, so his sixth point will be the new record. Is that correct? Yes, he is five, from, five tying. from tying. Six yes. from taking the lead. He will own outright the Idaho all-time high school scoring record. I need to like script this so I know exactly what I say. When he hits it, the all-time Idaho high school. Write that for me, Brandon. Um, <laughs> I think no, kidding. no, no, no. See, as a broadcaster, I I think you just go with the moment. I, no, you know, no, just, just just the just the title of it. Like I don't want to say high high school scoring. I want to make sure that it, the the title is correct. Right, the what he what he accomplished. Yeah, like, this is not the scoring. Yeah. Anyways, but yeah. He's gonna regard. He's gonna break the all-time scoring record tonight. He dropped sixty-eight points the other day. Um, 
six points is he'll get that before he steps on the court. Like he is just that type of player. Um, so you'll, if you want to watch it, we'll have it for you. Yes. Uh, little sports casting, you know, nerd, nerd them here, but, uh, Jim Nance called the final four for what? 30 years. And yeah, he would, he would always script out what he was going to say at the end based on which team won. And it always sounded so corny, you know, the Yukon Huskies best in show. And it's like, that's so dumb. He, Yes. Don't do that. Don't I do that, Logan. No, I just wanted, I just want the, not like to say it, but like, so I can, after he's done, say exactly what he earned. Like the, the official type, like the Heisman Trophy presentation. I want to say the, the trophy with the guy that's going like this. That's more of what I'm saying. Like the official name of it. So that I don't look like a doofus. Right. Um, but uh, it's going to be awesome. Um, I'm excited to be there. It should be fun to see him do that. Lapway is obviously uh, one of the class programs of Idaho high school basketball. So uh, you'll want to check it out. You'll want to at least stick around and see him do that. And I I'm sure they'll have, I don't know. I think you and Ryan were talking about it. I don't They'll probably take a timeout. I'm guessing yes. when he scores that and maybe just give him a little, recognition and and then and then they'll move on and they'll win another basketball game like they like they usually do yeah i can just hear it in my if jim nance was doing this game the chase for case has concluded <laughs> you know it'd be something really corny like that so i will say i will say i thought like i, I get I, okay i'm an nc state fan so i am a little salty towards duke and carolina uh, but when Villanova hit that shot to beat UNC in the national championship, I thought his call was crazy. He was like, phenomenal. Yes. When he hit it. And like, I don't know how you script that, but I don't know if it was scripted or not, but uh, it, it's just, I, I could watch that all day long. Yeah. Um, it's almost better than your own team hitting it. Um, For sure. Anyway, yeah. that's salty. Logan jo talking. Jo Joel Richardson in the chat, another Idaho sports.com broadcaster. You'll nail it. Remember the 99-yard fumble TV <laughs> call off the cuff. That was Butte County, right? Yeah, yeah. That was uh that was it's really funny because right before the play, me and Joel were talking on the air. We're like, well, this could decide a championship. And sure enough, it did. So uh that, that was a fun, that was a fun game to call for their first championship. Yeah. Logan, you've been working really hard uh, all year long and I'm I'm uh I'm, I'm so glad that you get to be on all of these exciting moments for idahosports.com. I know you're going to nail it and you're going to do great tonight. So, looking forward to it. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> yep. Uh so yeah, you can tune into that and of course we've got other basketball going on tonight as well. You can see it all by clicking on the game streams tab on the homepage at idahosports.com. Drive safe, my friend, and uh enjoy the competition this weekend everybody. We'll see you back here next week for another edition of the Treasure Valley Prep Podcast presented by Novape Idaho on idahosports.com.